millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I know, I don't usually release a bonus episode on Tuesday, but this is a time-sensitive email. It's not an email. This is a podcast. <laughs> this is a time-sensitive podcast. You will see why. What I want to talk about today is sleep. Sleep for you, sleep for your kids, <laughs> sleep for everybody. I was actually just having this conversation with my trainer the other day, and I, it's true for both of us. I wonder if it's true for you. We were talking about the big needle movers when it comes to nutrition. And both of us were saying that one of, if not the biggest thing we can do to help ourselves with our eating habits, not eating sweets and not having excessive cravings and not overeating is getting enough sleep. For me, and she was saying the same is true for her, if I don't get enough sleep, I am more hungry I have more cravings, I have way less motivation, and way less give a care. You know, if I am tired, I am so much more likely to say, doesn't matter, what's the point? I need to just get through today by any means necessary. And on the flip side, when I get a good quantity of sleep, but especially when I get good quality sleep, my hunger is way more manageable, I have dramatically fewer cravings, and I have more drive and more motivation, not to even mention the mood impact. My mood, it's like I'm a different person when I am overtired and not getting good sleep compared to when I am rested. And honestly, I'm even, now as I'm saying this, I'm like, I don't want to play into this belief system that sleep is all about energy and mood because it is about energy and mood, but it's about so much more than that. And I think this part doesn't get talked enough about. So let's just go right there and we'll revisit it in a few minutes. Our bodies are built to heal themselves. Truly, we have 
processes that run within our bodies so that we are able to heal ourselves. The thing is, a lot of these processes are set to run not only when we are sleeping, but specifically when we are in deep restorative phases of sleep. So when we don't get enough sleep, it's not just oh, we might be a little bit moody or we're more tired or we're more hungry. Yes, that is true. But more than that, we are impairing our body's ability to heal itself. And that has massive repercussions from a disease standpoint, from a longevity standpoint. And I don't think that gets talked about enough. But here's the thing. It's easier said than done in a lot of ways because, sure, There are the people who just know they need to turn the TV off earlier and go to bed. They get lost in tasks or shows or social media and they stay up too late. But for me, and I think for a lot of you, it's a lot more complex than that. It's a lot more complex than that. I, for many, many years, believed that I just fundamentally wasn't a good sleeper. I've always had a lot of dreams, which isn't inherently a problem. You can still be in deep restorative stages of sleep and wake up rested if you're dreaming a lot. But my dreams are often such that I wake up from them and have trouble falling back asleep after them. Not even to mention dreams aside, sometimes my mind is just racing and that makes it hard for me to wind down enough to fall asleep. Then when you add kids to the mix, I was a light sleeper before kids. Now I have a monitor six inches from my head that's rotating through three different kids. And so anytime any of the three of them makes a sound, I wake up. Sometimes I'm able to fall right back asleep. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I have to get up to hold one of them, get one of them back to sleep. There's so many factors. Now, they can wake up early. They can go to bed late. I mean, I can go to bed late. I can wake up early. My husband's sleep impacts my sleep. He's really fortunate in that he can fall asleep in 60 seconds flat. But if he comes to bed late, if he wakes up in the night, if he's tossing and turning, that impacts my sleep. But there is still a lot that we can do to support our body's ability to fall asleep quickly, even if we're up with kids so that we can fall asleep more quickly when we are able to. If we wake up in the night, we can get back to sleep more quickly. And not only that, when we are asleep to support our body's ability to get into those deeper restorative stages of sleep, where not only are we feeling rejuvenated and rested, but most importantly, that our body is doing that important healing work that it doesn't do or doesn't do nearly as well or as much of if we aren't getting into those deeper restorative stages of sleep. I think we've all had the nights where it's like, yeah, I slept, but I don't feel like I slept. There's a lot that we can do from a lifestyle standpoint, from a nutrition standpoint, from a supplementation standpoint to support our body's ability to get quality sleep, even if quantity is lacking Even if you're a dreamer like I'm a dreamer, even if you've got kids that are interrupting your sleep or pets or shift work or any number of those kinds of things, almost everything, if not everything, and probably is more accurate to say everything that happens in our body is impacted positively or negatively by the quantity and quality of our sleep, right? We talked about appetite and cravings. The ability to lose weight, fertility, depression, mood, 
all of your hormones, all of your healing processes, these are all on the line. And it's just such a shame that I think sleep gets lumped into this category of like, I can just tough it out. I can tough it out by having more coffee. I can tough it out by just getting things done. But this is about health. Sure, you and I, we can all power through our days and our years being tired. But at what cost? It's not just energy. It is so much more than energy. It is your longevity. It is your ability to combat the progression of disease in your body. It is everything. It's interesting. I'm in a mastermind. I've mentioned this to you guys before. And this mastermind is exclusively business owners who are also moms of young kids. And inevitably, at least every few weeks, somebody brings up sleep. And they bring up sleep because maybe their child isn't sleeping well, and that's impacting their ability to show up in their business. Or they're not sleeping well, and that's impacting their marriage, their mood, their body composition, their ability to focus and get things done. And most recently, several moms recommended melatonin for kids. And I'm not here to criticize. Parenting is hard and we all do our homework and do our research and do what works for us. But what I am here to do is just present some information. Let's talk for just a second because we will talk about diet and lifestyle. Those are always going to be our primary movers. But sleep supplements generate a lot of money and a lot of people flock to them. Just the other day, my, I was talking to my husband about this. So he posted on his Facebook like, hey, you know, thoughts on melatonin for sleep. And it was such a mixed bag. Some people were like, oh my gosh, yes, this saves me. Other people were like, don't do it. It's going to you know, hurt you in the long run. So let's kind of explore that from just the standpoint of what melatonin is and, and how it works. So melatonin is naturally produced by your body. And it's produced by a number of different tissues in the body. But the the primary place that melatonin is manufactured in the body is in the pineal gland, which is in your brain. And the way that it gets signaled is when your eyes begin to detect less light, they message the brain via the optic nerve. They message the brain, the pineal gland, to produce and secrete melatonin. It's like it's nighttime, we're not getting as much light in, so produce this this melatonin. Melatonin production starts naturally when babies are like three to four months old. This is when we start to see sleep consolidating from like, you know, they're up every two to three hours to maybe they can go for longer stretches. And that transition is because of them beginning to produce melatonin in their bodies, right? This continues through our aging years, but as you get older, 70 plus, you produce far less melatonin, which is why it's a really common complaint as people age, that they aren't sleeping as well, that they're up more in the night, that they're more tired. And it's no surprise, this is when we see a lot of degenerative changes in the body because you're not getting into those deeper, more restorative stages of sleep. So this is produced to help the body get into those deeper restorative stages of sleep. 
that sounds great, right? If we, hey, if we can then supplement with melatonin, not a bad thing, theoretically, except that if you are supplementing with synthetic melatonin, exogenous melatonin, your body can then say like, oh, well, we don't need to produce it. It's already here. There's always feedback loops in the body. So if your body is sensing the presence of melatonin, then it also knows there's not as great of a need to produce its own. That is not an ideal situation. There are other, some other challenges, like serious challenges with melatonin supplementation that we're, we're going to talk about um, I don't personally think that it's the best approach, but again, everybody makes their own decisions for their health and their the health of their family. What's fascinating to me is that between 2012 and 2021, pediatric kid use of melatonin supplementation increased by 530%. Now, a lot of this is just flooding the market right? Flooding the market, social media messaging, social media advertisements, like can't be too surprising, but that's a massive increase in a relatively short period of time, 530%. But here's what's concerning. In 2020, melatonin became the most reported substance called in about to poison control for kids. So of all the child-related phone calls to poison control, like my kid took this, my kid took that, in 2020, melatonin was the number one substance called in about for kids. Eh, I don't, <laughs> that's, that's alarming. That, that kind of tells me that maybe we've shifted a little bit too far in relying on this uh, for kids. And kids' sleep is tremendously important, but I, but I think there's a lot of better ways to approach this. Now, here's my primary concern with melatonin supplementation. Obviously, I'm concerned about, you know, sending the message to the body that like, because we already have it, we don't need to make more and what that does to your body's natural processes. But more concerning than that with supplementation of melatonin is labeling issues. So there was a really interesting study that was published in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine, Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine, that looked at supplements with melatonin and the accuracy of the dose in the bottle. So they basically took a whole bunch of melatonin supplements and they sent them off for testing to see, does it have in it what the label said? And on the low end, some of the products had just 83%, so less than what they were reporting to claim, but all the way up to 478% more. That is the labeling discrepancy that we are seeing reported. And when it comes to something that is about your body's ability to sleep, like that's concerning. That is super concerning. On the low end, only 83%, like, well, you might be getting shorted some money, but that doesn't like put off alarm bells in my mind, but 478% over the label claim. Lots of reasons to kind of go, I don't know about this. The other thing about synthetic melatonin, the majority of melatonin supplements on the market are synthetic melatonin, is that 
they they aren't processed through your body as efficiently, which means, yep, you might be able to fall asleep quickly and that might be how you judge the success of the supplement, but they can leave you feeling kind of crappy the next day, sluggish, groggy, cranky, moody. And as adult, maybe you think like, oh, it's just just the way I am. Or even though, yeah, I fell asleep, I didn't get enough sleep and you kind of discount it. But when it's your kids and you're talking about the way that that can impact mood and behavior in kids, I don't like that. I don't like that. And kids need a lot of sleep. So if you have a kid with a sleep issue, chances are you have a kid who then also has a behavior issue. If your kid has a sleep issue, chances are if they don't have it now, they're going to have a behavior issue. They're going to have an attention issue. They're going to have a feeding issue on either end of the spectrum, right? Either not eating enough or eating too much because that is how widespread the impact of sleep is. If you have a kid with a sleeping issue, you probably have a kid with an impaired immune system because a lot of that healing that is supposed to happen naturally by the body isn't happening the way that it is supposed to when you have a sleep issue. If your kids are three to five years old, they need 10 to 13 hours of sleep a day on average. That is a lot. If your kids are six to 12, they need about nine to 12 hours of sleep every day. If you're teenagers, if you got a kid who's 13 to 18, they need eight to 10 hours of sleep. Now, if you have a teenager, and especially on the weekends, they probably hit those numbers no problem. But when you're talking about back to school time and getting up early or staying up late for sports or homework, that can be really tricky. And a lot of times the the racing mind that most of us have experienced starts in kids younger than you would expect. So your kid might go to bed at eight or nine or 10 o'clock But that doesn't mean that they're falling asleep at that time, maybe because of this racing mind processing everything that happened in the day, or some of us just take a little bit more time to to calm down and relax. Most of us are not getting enough sleep. And this leads to so much more than just being tired, so much more than just being cranky or crabby. It has massive effects on just about every single aspect of our lives. So let's talk about a couple of the lifestyle things that we probably all know, but we aren't necessarily doing. And let this just serve as a reminder that even if you can implement an incremental improvement here, it's going to be beneficial for your health and for the health of your kids. Adult-wise, fewer stimulants. This might be less coffee overall or any kind of caffeinated beverage or having it earlier in the day, cutting yourself off earlier. I know for me, I try not to drink caffeine after 10 a.m. And also I try to limit my caffeine to two cups of coffee and no more than that. Another huge one, and this isn't just for adults, this is also huge for kids, is less screen time. Our two-year-old Roman is just a wild man. (laughs) He is go, 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 go. And We thought we were helping him wind down by like 30 minutes before bed. That would be our allowed screen time. We'd put on a movie as a family and we'd turn down the lights and everybody would sort of slow down and cuddle. It's not the best approach. It's not the best approach because if we remember how that melatonin secretion process is triggered, it is when lights are lower. And there is, we've talked about this before on the show, but when we talk about our phones, our 
TV screens, our tablets, our computers, they emit a type of light called blue light, which really suppresses that release of melatonin even more than, say, like the lights in your bedroom. Uh, So really would be a better idea for us to play a game or read books or do anything that doesn't have that blue light. And for adults, you might be like, that's the only time that I have to play my game on my phone or watch the show. Wear blue blocker glasses. They're easy to find everywhere, right? You can go on Amazon, search blue light blocking glasses, you'll find a million and a lot of them will probably be even really cute. So any improvement is worth it. If this means 10 minutes earlier, you're turning off the screens or you're dimming the lights or you're popping on your blue blocker glasses, it makes a difference. Another big one that I really try to emphasize, especially for my kids, is making sure their rooms are cool enough. Oftentimes, somebody in my family will go in there and be like, oh, their room is kind of chilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is how it is intended to be. Because if you think about the outdoors, if you think about nature, it cools off at night, right? It's warmer in the day, it's cooler at night. That also supports the body's ability to respond to the temperature change and the cooler temperatures help to stimulate your body to produce melatonin. So making sure your room situation is cool enough, even if that means more blankets, it is worth it because you really want to just do all that you can to support your body's natural production and release of melatonin. Now, there's a lot of mindset strategy here too. Learning to get better at calming yourself down, at redirecting to the present when you notice that your mind is spinning about tomorrow's meeting and this weekend's event and what if this and what if that. This is why I'm so passionate about talking about mindset strategies. Like not only do they make us happier and more productive as we go through our day, but if these mindset strategies also play a part in allowing us to wind down, get to sleep, fall asleep, and stay asleep, then we're talking about their ability to improve our longevity, our lifespan, our health span. It is critically important. Don't just settle for like, oh yeah, my mind goes on overdrive at night and so I can't sleep. Get better at optimizing the way that you think, at improving the control you have over your response to these thoughts and these patterns and these loops. Another huge one, guys, is nutrition. And this is one of many reasons why we should always be pursuing these continuous improvements with what we eat, how much we eat, when we eat, less sugar, fewer processed foods, eliminate seed oils. This does not have to be an all or nothing proposition, but be looking for ways that you can improve just for today. Just for today, I'm going to make this improvement. It is stacking the deck so that you can live a longer, healthier life, not just for the vanity pounds or the energy. It is so much more than this. It is really, truly your lifespan and your health span. Now, ingredient-wise, I'm not here to say don't supplement with melatonin. It's not a choice that I will make for myself or for my kids, but I trust your ability to make your decision. I think there are some better options. And the reason that I am putting out this episode today There's a new supplement, just hit the market. Uh, It goes on pre-order today. And I believe, don't quote me on this, but my understanding is that the pre-order is three days only. So that would make it August 29th to the 31st, I think is the pre-order. It officially hits the market end of September, but they're doing like a limited run pre-order 
because there's just been so much demand for this with like kids going back to school and school schedules and all of that kind of stuff. So I wanted to make sure that if this is something that is on your radar, that you knew about it. So there's a sleep supplement that's been on the market for a while that I take when I find I'm having a harder time winding down, falling asleep. That is called Sleep Plus. I will link it up in the show notes. It does not contain melatonin, but it contains a couple of combinations of ingredients that support the body's production of melatonin. So just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a primer on how melatonin production happens in the body, it's not just a matter of not having light exposure. It's not just a matter of being in a cool temperature. There are cofactors required. And this is true for tons of processes, not just the production of melatonin, but this is really true for all the things that our body can synthesize. There are required cofactors, vitamins, minerals. And if you don't have the cofactors, you cannot make it. All right. In the case of melatonin, that means if you're not getting enough B vitamins, you can have a real problem with this melatonin production pathway. There are lots of ingredients. Serotonin, one of the neurotransmitters that can help us feel calm and relaxed. If you don't have enough serotonin, your melatonin pathway is going to be impaired. So the the cool thing, and this is true of the Sleep Plus supplement that I just suggested that's been on the market that I always have on hand, my husband takes regularly, um, but also of the new kids one that is coming out. And this is not just a kid's sleep supplement. It's, it's called Calm because it really helps to relax. And the way that it helps to relax has to do with this melatonin production pathway. So 5-HTP is part of the pathway and we can supplement with 5-HTP. That's like making sure your body has the ingredients that it needs to make melatonin. 5-HTP helps to produce serotonin. Serotonin is not only required for the melatonin uh, for the melatonin manufacturing pathway, but serotonin is also one of our feel-good neurotransmitters that helps us to relax and calm down. So by making sure that we have the 5-HTP, we're increasing the production of serotonin so our kids have the ingredients in their body to calm and relax and also the ingredient in their body to manufacture melatonin. So 5-HTP, there's also a an ingredient called misanol and it is derived from corn and it's non-GMO. And it is part of this pathway of increasing melatonin production. In addition to that, let me make sure that I talk about the other the other ingredients here that are super important because you want to make sure that you have the the uh, the cofactors. B12 is one of the cofactors. B6, D3, all of these are required as as components. So if you have a kid that's low in D3 then you might not even be aware as you do all the right things for sleep that part of the reason they're struggling to sleep is because they're lacking, say, that particular cofactor in the melatonin production pathway. So it is making sure that you have all of these cofactors required. Magnesium is another one. So the B vitamins, the D vitamins, magnesium. It is a gummy, but it does not have added sugar. It does not have melatonin. Uh, it is all natural. It is vegan. It is non-GMO. I know when we talk about like a corn extract with the misanol, a lot of people worry about GMOs. It is non-GMO. And again, it is help calming and also 
relaxing. One of the big things about gummies on the market is kids really like them, but they tend to have a lot of added sugars. This does not. So I'm excited about that. As I mentioned, it is a three-day pre-order, so it doesn't officially start shipping until the end of September, so still a few weeks from now. But I wanted to make sure you knew about it because, you know, for some people, this isn't going to be a huge need or a priority. In my world, it absolutely is. I'm going to take this. I'm excited about it because I like gummies, but also I like calm and relaxation and sleep. And I'm also going to have my two-year-old try it out as well. There are a number of different ways that we can go about improving sleep. It doesn't have to include supplementation, but because this melatonin production pathway requires certain ingredients, I think it makes a lot of sense to kind of cross your T's and dot your I's and make sure that you have the ingredients that you need for this pathway. We're talking specifically about 5-HTP, which converts to serotonin, which produces melatonin. Uh, The other one that's huge for so many reasons, but also in this melatonin pathway that is in this new kids product that I'm going to take even though I'm an adult, methylated folate. Methylated folate is required to produce serotonin, which again is part of the pathway on its way to melatonin uh, that is delivered by this kids calm product. You do not have to spend money to make strides toward your kid's sleep, right? If you can just say, hey, we are going to get to bed a little bit earlier. We're going to cut off screen time a little bit sooner. We are going to maybe do some breathing activities or we're going to reduce sugar or we're going to reduce processed foods. Any of these things are tremendously important, But I also think that making sure your kid is getting those cofactors is critical so that their body can produce melatonin the way that it is supposed to. Uh, Roman does take, I know this question will probably come up, Roman does take a chewable multivitamin. He loves it. He asks for it. He knows where they are. He goes over to the drawer. He pulls it out. He brings it over to us multiple times a day, usually more than we actually give it to him. Um, So he does get vitamins and minerals and those sorts of things that that are required for this pathway. But there's more that is required than the standard multivitamin delivers. So I think that's really important. And we do screen time with our kids. We didn't before the twins were born, and now it's sort of a necessity. I don't think the answer is necessarily eliminating screen time, but God bless you if you are a parent who doesn't do screens with your kids. I think that's amazing um, and certainly something that we're always thinking about, even if you don't have kids. I think it's worth a shot because this is so much more than whether or not you can tough out being tired or having low energy or brain fog. This is part of the equation and a really big part of the equation in your body's ability to heal itself and keep itself well when we are not getting into these deeper restorative phases of sleep and we're not spending enough time in those phases of sleep we are impairing our health. We are taking away our body's ability to heal itself. That is a really big deal. I am going to put links in the show descriptions to how you can pre-order this. Um, There are also some like combination orders. I don't really get into the marketing side of things, y'all. I'm just sort of like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy it. But there are some combinations that allow you to like save 50, 60 bucks. Um, 
And those combination products do ship before this Kids Calm because the Kids Calm again doesn't ship for a few weeks. And this is a limited time pre order. There is a limited quantity. That's why I wanted to get this out there because I know somebody would be like, oh, you didn't tell us or we didn't have time. Um, limited quantity pre sale for just August 29th to August 31st. Could be shorter than that if it sells out. So don't say I didn't warn you. Um, the combos, I'll, I'll just put all that stuff in the show description. Like there's the kids mood product that if you buy it with this new kids product, you can save quite a bit of money and the kids mood will ship sooner. My two-year-old is obsessed with kids mood because it's like a pixie stick. And so he thinks he's getting candy and pff, I win. <laughs> I win. But just think about all these things that you can do to improve your sleep. Check out the show description if you're interested in the Kids Calm Gummy pre-order. Yes, it is a kid's product, but yes, you can take it if you're an adult. I think that the minimum age for like using it is two, and that's largely because it's a gummy. So before that, I think it would be a choking hazard. I won't be giving it to my one-year-old, but I do all these other things that we talked about from a nutrition standpoint and a screen standpoint and a room temp standpoint for their sleep. Um, but I'm going to take it because I like gummies. And just like my son thinks he's getting candy when I give him kids mood, I sort of feel that way when I have a gummy. So <laughs> I'm going to take it myself. So I'm going to be getting a few so that Roman can take it and I can take it. And um, let me know what you think. If you give it a shot, let me know. If you've got questions about sleep, we can do a follow-up episode because this is something that we should all be thinking about every single day because of the extent of its impact on our health. All right, check out the show description for links. Let me know if you have questions. We can do a follow-up. I know I talked about a lot of different things here. I'll talk to you tomorrow.